0: Hey, everyone. Happy Friday. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I hope you had a great week and I hope you're excited for the weekend. I hope you have some fun plans. Maybe you're going to watch the football game. If you're a fan of sports, if you're a fan of pointy ball, I may or may not listen. I know it's like a very high stakes, very important game. I do like the 49ers a lot. So maybe I will be watching. Who knows? TBD. (laughs) But yeah, so far been a great week. It was eventful and uneventful for many reasons. (laughs) And I don't think I'm going to share because, well, I had a great date. It was a date and it was great. And I don't know what to make of it. I'm always very hesitant to get excited about those things because you know what? I don't know, but I'm just going to leave it at that. Anyways, something else I did this week. (sighs) So I like, I mean, I like watching reality TV, especially TLC. TLC really delivers some outrageous programming. And they really do this like out of the box just almost like taboo kind of lifestyle programming. You know, they've given us 90 Day Fiance, which if you're not familiar with that, it's basically they follow individuals on the road and journey to, you know, getting engaged or they're engaged to getting married to um, people that aren't from the U.S., not from this country. And, I mean, it's pretty tragic. It's like if you really like seeing some poor schmuck get completely used and abused, I mean, then yeah, you would like it. But I mean, it's just wild. It is so wild to me. You know, and then we've got sister wives because who doesn't love some modern day polygamy? if You know what I'm saying? Which is, it's just crazy. There was a clip I saw from one of the most recent episodes where he made necklaces for all of his wives and he spent so much time and so he put so much thought into all these necklaces and they were so ugly. <laughs> they were so ugly and one of them, I can't remember which one it was. She could not even just dis- like disguise her hate and disdain for it. God. Man, he's like it's okay. I'll get it right. I'll just keep designing more. No. Please, please don't. I think I think this is not your calling. Try something else. Pick something new. You know, and then we've got Welcome to Plathville, which is just top tier, amazing. It's like this family in Platteville. And, you know, they're just that family that is so religious, devoutly, that they want to shelter their children from the evils of the world. But of course, we find out that, you know, they are the evils of the world, most of them. But, you know, some of their kids have, you know, strayed a bit because they wanted to drink beer and travel to places like California which is, you know, the devil's playground because you go to San Francisco, there's gay people in San Francisco and Lord knows what's going to happen to your brain if you're exposed to that kind of evil. (laughs) It's crazy. But the mom, you know, she got arrested for for a DUI because yeah, usually it's those types, you know, like somewhere like the Duggars. Yikes. You know, a billion kids got to homeschool them all because you got to protect them from the evil people in the world, which they are as well. So yeah, so TLC has delivered another just nugget of a show. (laughs) And it's called MILF Manor. And it's exactly what you'd expect it to be, but so much worse. So essentially, it's a group of MILFs. This is a dating show that all come to live for a short period of time in a manor in Mexico. And they are randy. They are fun. They are divorced. (laughs) They all have grown children, but they just happen to enjoy the company of a younger man for a plethora of reasons. And it's just like, you can close your eyes and and picture what this type of woman looks like. And it's exactly that. A lot of them have big old fake boobs. (laughs) I mean, so right away you're like, yes, the show's delivering. Like, I'm so excited to watch Kelly, just go wild for all the young dudes in this house. And she's going to have problems with every single woman. She's going to fight over every single guy. And it's going to be fantastic until you find out who the the young bachelor suitors are that are coming to the house. It's their sons. Yes. All the, the men that are coming to the house are their, their grown children, like their sons that are in their like twenties. Yeah. So this is where it goes. Dark people Because also it's, they wouldn't do this formula with dads and daughters. Wouldn't call it DILF dystopia, which would actually be like an accurate title for a show like that. Where, you know, girls come to the island. They're like, I just want to date a DILF because I love DILFs. And they show up and it's like all their fucking dads. And the dads are like, yeah, I just love younger women. That would never happen. So many people would be like, absolutely not. So how this show came to be I don't I just I I can't even picture it everyone all the signatures that had to sign off on this and imagine like because <laughs> of course when I watch these shows I watch it through a different kind of like lens because I'm picturing you know how many people are actually working on this show and witnessing this the camera people that are filming it and they're just like lord <laughs> save us all you know what I mean you know, they're they're just like, I did not sign up for this. Anyway, so so there's their sons are now on the, the the manor with them. They're all gonna live together and date each other and hook up with each other, you know, obviously, yeah, not mothers and sons, but you know, moms with the other ones' sons. So yeah, so you know, what would a dating show be without some sexy games, some sexy challenges? Because, you know you got to find out who gets the sweet with the hot tub to hook up with Kelly's son, you know? So we got to play some sexy games with mothers and sons. So the first one that they're playing is where the guys are all shirtless and the women are blindfolded and they have to go up and feel the naked bare chests and stomachs of all the guys. And guess which one their son is? Like, and the fact that they all got it so quickly, I'm just like, how... Like, I don't know. I think about like certain guys I know, like there were moms and my mom with my my brothers. Like, I don't think that they would be able to get this because they don't rub on each other like that. (laughs) This shit is wrong. And I just have to think like, are these actually just like MILFs and their like former young lovers? Because I don't know. It's just... It's awful. So, you know, so then the winners of that, the ones that guessed the fastest, you know, win and they get to, they get the nice sweets with a the, the, you know, balcony with the, the hot tub. Lucky them. And then the next one is called like Wall of Secrets where, you know, all the sons and then all the mothers, they all have to write out a very sexy, very scandalous secret that they have. They have to put them up on the wall and then, they all have to guess. You know, the guys have to guess which one's the mom's secret is and the moms have to guess which one their son's secret is. And whichever mom and son pairing cannot guess the secret, then they win that challenge. Like why are the challenges are constantly like the mom and son. I thought the point was to date other people, not date your son. This is why it's so freaking weird. And these secrets are like really, like talking about having like orgies with seven women, and, you know, then having twerking on a grandma and her liking it. Another one was like, I had I slept with my son's best friend. Oh, yeah, that went over really well. The son like was just he he did not go off the rails at all. He was very happy about that. Not. But also it's like, what, what are you going to think when you're in this manner and making friends with these other like young men? And then your mom starts hooking up with them. Like, this is not, <laughs> not going to end well. But of course, you know, Kelly, the blonde with the big boobs, she's sitting there and her and her son are doing a joint interview. And he's talking about how his mom gets a lot of attention from the waist up because she doesn't often wear a bra. And the headlights are always on. The girls are always out. And she's like, well, you didn't mind that so much when you were a baby and you were sucking on them all the time. Excuse me, what? And he's like, mom, well, I needed the milk. I needed energy. And she goes, yeah, you were like so thirsty. I mean, people, people, people. Again, someone, someone's like, yes, this is the show that we want. This is the show that people are like, I don't even want to watch it anymore. Like I, I like, I was, at first I was like, this is like a, train wreck, you know, and sometimes you kind of enjoy that. Now I'm just like, I don't think I'm going to recover just from what I saw. And then, you know, Kelly's hooking up with one mom's son and that one mom is like, she's not happy about it at all. She's like, Jose, this is not for Jose. Jose doesn't like this. And the other one's like, well, do you know that? And she goes, oh, I know that. I know that. She's like one of those like really overprotective mothers. You know, and of course, so yeah, naturally, this is the perfect kind of show for her to be on with her son. And Kelly gets mad because she's speaking Spanish to her son. And, you know, she's showing some real racist qualities. So, you know, the show just really like, has it all. It It's just one piece of shit after the next. But yeah, that's MILF Manor in a nutshell. And I wish I could recommend it but just don't. But like, I don't know what's going on. TLC, are we okay? Are we okay over there? Because I don't know what's going on. I I understand that some of the other ones are struggling a bit, but this one misses the mark by about 600 miles. Anyway, moving along. So something else that I I mean, I put that all on my Instagram. I put up some like clips on my story. If you might've seen it, if you did, I'm sorry. But like, I had to like share it with with everybody else. But something else I kind of brought to Instagram as well, because I was curious. I saw a TikTok. It was a woman who was somewhere in the, you know, dermatology, esthetician world. And she was talking about there are like three different kind of phases or stages in life where people notice a change in their face. And then I hate to call it aging because I think it's not necessarily like looking older. It's just noticing, just like not recognizing yourself in like a photograph or even like your own reflection. It's just, and it is, happens like overnight, like suddenly just like, you're like, what the hell? Who is this person? in this picture or staring back at me in the mirror. And it was just so crazy because I like watched that and I distinctly remember, you know, I think it was maybe when I was like twenty eight or twenty nine, having that happen to me. And it was like there was pictures for sure that I would like look at and be like, oh my God, I just look so different. But it was also like looking at my reflection and just being like, when did my face change? And I mean like there was like some changes due to like some like weight fluctuations and things like that but I just felt like my face just looked different I looked like a different person and I was like oh my god like I knew that I wasn't always going to look exactly the same but I always thought I would look at least the same to me I'd always like look you know through my eyes I was going to recognize my face but when you just look in the mirror and you're like what the hell like who is this person and it's kind of scary, but it's just, I think it's just, it was more like fascinating and felt very like out of body more than anything. So I remember I had posted this and I would asked other people and truly, I mean, everyone, I think that wrote it was, I mean, I don't think anyone that wrote in was just like, nope, not me. But I mean, I mean, I got so many responses and people pretty much, yeah, the same ages that the, the woman in this TikTok said, late twenties, you know, mid to late thirties. And then again, around like when you're 40. And I feel like, it's happened again for me now, but I almost look like I did when I was in my 20, like more mature version, but like as a different person before I noticed that change when I was in my 28, 29. And rather than it looking like, okay, maybe I just got older, I think, because I was wondering what it was. And I think after thinking about it, think, 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 think. think. <laughs> after giving it a lot of thought, it's crazy how when we go through big life events, major life transitions. Sometimes it's, you know, when we're like very depressed or not happy, that's really going to come across in our appearance. Or when we, you know, go through something traumatic or a transition and become very happy, that's going to come across in our appearance. So I think that my latest shift is due a lot to what I've recently gone through in this past year and becoming... A happier person. I mean, there's days where it's been not so happy, but feeling freed from a lot of the emotions that I was sort of stuck in in that place and being a bit of like a shell of a person and just prioritizing myself now, I think that has a lot to do with the changes that I've seen most recently. So I think while obviously age and in moving through life and those things can play a factor on, A lot of our appearance and our face, you know, there's, there's wrinkles, there's things like that. There's those, those things are present and easier to pinpoint because those things happen over time. Those aren't like necessarily overnight things. I think just going through life changes and phases and seeing how those really reflect in our appearance are what's crazy because those are unpredictable, And those are going to be also constant in our lives. Like when people become parents, when people get married, those big life events that happen, you know, kind of at those similar, you know, decade apart phases can really play a factor. And so, but it can be very hard to accept those things, I think, as well. It can be hard to look in the mirror or hard to look at a photograph and not recognize yourself. But I think it's also an opportunity to reconnect with who you are. To figure out, you know, like to re-identify with yourself or to just maybe it's, it's time to like, I don't know, try something new. I think it's just a very just interesting thing just to kind of have it be visual representation of what's going on inside of us. Then causing us to kind of have that introspective moment with ourselves as well just to kind of stop and be like, wow, what? And reflect and be like, what have I been through? What's going on? Because I hadn't done that. And someone had brought it up to me that like, well, it's probably like the the changes that you're seeing now probably have a lot to do with what just happened. And it's very true because I, I kind of forgot about this from a, like a brief minute that I had done a reading with Chris Medina back in May. And they, he, he had read me on my podcast like a year ago, but this is before I'd been talking about what was going on at home. And so obviously i was stayed and talked to him about that. And, but in May, after this, you know, after Tom and I had separated and everything like that, he did mention that. And it was, you know, it wasn't so like in your face, like, this is exactly what's going to happen. He said, there's going to come a point where people are going to tell you that you look different, that your face looks different. And I was kind of like, oh, okay. Like, is that like a metaphor? <laughs> you know, you don't really know how to take that. But so I kind of just, I was like, all right. And just kind of put that in the back of my mind. But that absolutely did start happening. Like people would tell me that. And I hadn't really noticed or recognized it in myself yet. But I remember Lala was the first one to mention that. She's like, your eyes just look different. You just look different. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, thank you. And then my mom, when she was here in November, she like was looking at me. She was, I feel like I'm looking at like my baby girl, like, like an old version of myself in a good way. And I was like, oh my God. And, that, and that's true. Like, I feel like now more than ever, I can see a difference in myself and I like it. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes moving through life and dealing with fluctuations in our bodies, in our faces can be very difficult, especially when we feel like other people are noticing them and it's not always a positive reaction. And sometimes even the positive reactions are not always welcome. There's a girl on TikTok. Again, I watch a lot of TikTok. I'm not really active on it. I'm more of a spectator on it. But, you know, this is just a kind of one example of how people can experience things. She was talking about pretty privilege. And I don't know if people heard of that. But it's just basically something that, you know, pretty people experience and i was someone that i didn't know that i had ever experienced or was someone that you know had pretty privilege i mean i've so stu- i struggled with self esteem and confidence and body issues enough in my life but i i you know i always would look in the mirror and think that i was a pretty person and i would get compliments so i was you know i wasn't denying any of that but i didn't really notice or it's not something you notice until it's gone, I guess you'd say. And a lot of people, there's a lot of like follow-up TikToks to people commenting on that same thing. But definitely when I was going through like a lot of body changes and transitions when, you know, I'd gained some weight, and, you know, I noticed that I felt like I'd become like invisible. Like I just like, like I wasn't being treated bad. I just like was just felt invisible to people. I'd go out with my friends who, you know, seemed to be more of like like that ideal standard of what, you know, people in society think are like very pretty or, you know, the ideal body type and people would definitely gravitate towards them and specifically talk to them. And it was like, I was just kind of there. Like they wouldn't, you know, it would I wouldn't really be addressed. And I was like, wow, this is what people mean when they're talking about the pretty privilege, because I was always used to being like acknowledged or addressed when, when I go out in public with my friends and everything like that. And I'm just kind of being completely looked through. And I was like, wow that is a real thing and I didn't know that like I was experiencing that until I'm just not experiencing it anymore and then when I lost some weight all of a sudden that started happening again and I was like wow this like doesn't even feel very good like it wasn't like I was like oh my god it's back yay no I was like wow like I don't think people are conscious that they do it it's definitely like a subconscious thing that like people just are like they're is a nice looking person who is, you know, fits whatever mold I think is in my head. And I'm going to pay attention to them and I'm going to acknowledge them and, you know, prioritize what they might need before anyone else. And for anyone that's, you know, weights fluctuates or goes through kind of changes like that in life, it it is very hard because it puts like this like idea in your head. You're like, well when people compliment you and say like, wow, this is like the best you've ever looked. I talked about this on the Papaya podcast with Sarah Nicole Landry. And as much as when people mean it as a good thing to compliment you, if you've you know lost weight or something, it's not always the kind of compliment that you think is going to give somebody because a lot of times you never know if that person's truly happy. You know, so to say that this is the best they've ever looked creates like very, maybe unhealthy expectations in their own life. And it makes you feel like, okay, well, do I have to like stay like this forever? Or like, what what are people going to think if I ever like gain weight? I mean, it's just, it's a slippery slope. I'll put it that way. And so I, I don't know if like, if people ever stop complimenting people in that way. Because it's, you know, I think they do mean well. And they, I think some people do want to be congratulated on hard work that they're doing. So it's not always necessarily a bad thing, but I think it's never wrong to compliment on somebody if they look happy or if if you have noticed a change in them to to kind of make it a little bit more geared towards just like somebody glowing or, you know, because that's always a part of it as well. It's not always just like purely cosmetic or I don't want to call it vain, but, you know, in vanity where it's like of these, you know, made changes to their weight or size, if that makes sense. But that's been like what, what's on my mind is just kind of how much we go through changes physically in life and how that often reflects on the inside and how that's going to be constant. It's always going to be happening. So finding ways to kind of connect that to the inside and, you know, there's always room for improvement. And not to say that, like, if you don't like the way you look on the outside, to change something on the inside, but to check in, to say, like, if you notice that there's some, like, a overnight difference in the way you look and whether you like it or not, I think it's always time to, like, that's that's the moment to check in with yourself. You know, and also, and if you are going through changes in life, and your body is fluctuating or things like that, just do not be hard on yourself either. Like our bodies are meant to change. They've been doing that since the time we were born. Think about it. We were babies at once. (laughs) At one time we were teeny tiny little humans and it's okay. So just be kind to yourself. I think also just changing the way you talk to yourself, think of yourself, visual diets help change the, the things that you look at as well. But yeah, that's my TED talk on all of that. Thanks for coming and listening. So one quick little thing I want to mention is so next week is going to be my last podcast. Not in ever, but for like a hot minute. So I'm just kind of doing a little bit of restructuring. But I, I'm, I'm excited. I have some exciting plans in store for the future. And I think y'all are gonna be excited too, but so there's just gonna be like a little tiny brief hiatus where some things just sort of get you know just a little transition, if you will. But maybe we'll share a little bit more next week. But just want to let you know I didn't want it just to be like an abrupt sort of like ending to things. So gotta just kind of like moisturize the situation here, <laughs> get you nice and lubed up for what's what's coming. But yeah, so until next week, enjoy your weekend. Be safe, be kind to yourselves, be kind to others and all of that good stuff. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review. Follow along on social at Music Hills and tune in next week for an all new episode.